Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hey everyone, and welcome to Rather Be Playing the God damn it! No, I, gotta, no, just, I, I gotta give yourself a second. I gotta get the laugh out now. <laughs> yeah, you you can put this, this in before your theme. Yeah, I know. <laughs> before your theme. So. God damn it! Okay, all right, here we go. Welcome to Rather Be Playing, the podcast where we talk about how much we'd rather be playing games than getting our pets dewormed. <laughs> I'm Josh. That was a good one. I'm Elliot. And I'm Steve. All right, guys. So what the hell are we even doing? <laughs> playing games? I Mostly think we're more uh, than we should be. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking for a reason to play games that uh, that we buy and um, don't really buy for the best reasons. <laughs> hey, mean, Steam sale is as good a reason as any to buy a game for three bucks. Yeah, it's and true. then when it comes bundled with 20 games you don't want, it's even better. <laughs> I just bought the Star That's... Wars collection. This is literally 20 games out of which I might play three, but <laughs> I've heard they're good games, so you gotta do it. Uh, we need to get you on the old Super Nintendo Star Wars games. I've heard they're good. Yeah. They're actually releasing it for PlayStation 4, so I, actually I think Super Star Wars might already be there. <laughs> what are the but, other uh, ones? Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. You know, the, like the movies. <laughs> Yeah. Lads, lads, we've already got sidetracked. Where were we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's essentially what we're doing. Um uh and we all know each other. Um we're all in different parts of the, the country. Josh is in Seattle in the great state of Washington. Steve is on the East Coast in the great city of Washington. And uh Capital City. I'm in, uh, <laughs> yes, that's a good shout out. Um and I'm in a I'm in a town called Easton, Pennsylvania, um, formerly of also Washington. Actually, we're all originally, or we had all we all met in Washington. We all knew each other in Washington. In Actually, DC. Josh, you and I go, yes, in the DC, <laughs> the District of Columbia. Um, but Josh, you and I go way back to uh, RPGamer.com, a a little known or maybe moderately known. Yeah. Uh, they have a Wikipedia entry. Website. They have a Wikipedia entry. They do. <laughs> wow. Am I am I in it? <laughs> no, Are we no, famous? No, we're not. So don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Crazy times. And Steve-O, uh, Steve-O and I worked at a, a web development company in D.C. Um, around 2000, around the time you moved out to D.C. actually, mm-hmm. Josh. And uh, I know we all, we we all went to a D.C. United game and I, you know, was worried you were going to murder me. <laughs> That's right. Josh likes the beer. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly that day, he liked the beer. I did. <laughs> oh, that was fun. There's never a better time <laughs> for a beer. Yeah. Um, and so we thought we'd do this. We thought, uh, I mean, we, we play video games a lot um, in, our, in our spare time. And uh, we talk about it a lot during working hours. <laughs> Don't uh, tell anyone, Ali. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I got to delete that part. Um, uh, so we thought, you know, let's uh, let's record these conversations because we just thought they were so goddamn interesting and we're depriving the world of it. Um, yeah, that's what we thought. 
So, Steve-O, you come from a, a different gaming background than... Actually, we all come from pretty different gaming backgrounds. Josh and, I, Josh and mine are, are a little longer. Steve-O is uh, experiencing the bright, brand new world of exciting old-school video games like a... I'm losing my I'm losing my metaphor. Well, <laughs> he's been recently. Okay, let's let's into... let's go back to the start, Elliot. Let's let's I'll I'll tell you a tale about uh, the west coast of Ireland and uh, growing up there as a as a child who, well, when I was about four or five, I think maybe uh, my eldest brother had a Commodore sixty four, which was a lot of Whoa. a lot of fun to play for the couple of weeks that I remember us having it. I played uh, a lot of Carmen Sandiego on that. Yeah, we, I don't think we had that one. The one that I used to love playing with my brothers was Bubble Bobble. It, oh, was, yeah. it was amazing. Oh, it's actually yeah. on the on the NES Classic now. Um, so uh, I played that with my brother when I picked up a NES Classic, actually. So, yeah, we had a Commodore 64, had a couple of games on it. Uh, my eldest brother used to play it way too much, so my parents took it away, and that was the end of <laughs> oh, and that no. was the end of games consoles. It was a sad day, but my dad worked with computers, so there was always a, a laptop or a crappy old PC lying around. <laughs> so myself, and my brother would steal it and like borrow games off people, or uh, like buy uh, PC magazines with demo discs and stuff on them. So that's that's where I managed to get my fix. So, so what's the first one man, you actually owned after that, though? The the first game we actually owned, my my eldest brother brought back from... Um, he must have brought back from college, I suppose. Does that make sense? Are my years right? I don't know. Or maybe it was high school or something. Um, would have been Doom 2. Doom 2 and Descent were, were mm. the two games that I remember. Yeah. Two really classic games, in fairness. Not a bad not a bad way to kick things off, you know? Yeah. Um, and then myself and, and my other brother... Uh, it, my middle brother Paul managed to pick up a couple of other games, as I say, uh, buying them or, or loaning them off friends and stuff. Uh, Duke Nukem 3D, uh, Monkey Island 2, which was an, an absolute classic. One of the funniest games to this day. Still, still an, an absolute classic. It's the, one, uh, the only one of the four I haven't beaten because it's 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 really difficult. <laughs> it, it it was. Um, and without like the internet to check and without magazines yeah. to look up, I guess. Probably could have found it in a magazine somewhere, but not in Balna County Mayo. I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> no, no. Um, and of course, then there were the games that myself and my brother used to like beat each other up over. So FIFA International Soccer, uh, NBA Jam Tournament Edition. You know, real. Those were the competitive ones. Those were the fun ones. So, so as I said, you had. I know it wasn't a completely such deprived a story, Like, <laughs> but but as I say, it right. wasn't the same as growing up with a. With an NES or SNES or, you know, a PlayStation. Like, basically, that was me um, uh, until going to college, you know. Apart from renting a console, renting a Mega Drive here and there, and that would inevitably just be renting Streets of Rage 2 because that was the greatest game ever when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, in in college, uh, I had a relatively crappy PC, but I could play a little bit. So the big ones that I played were... uh, Mass Effect, Dragon Age Origins, and... You played those in college? I think so. Does that make sense? Or no way were... you played those in college. I played them after I graduated. <laughs> Did you? I think I remember talking about Knights, them at, Knights of the Old at, Republic was definitely in college, but maybe the other yes, two yes, were yes. later, were they? Max, yeah. Like Max Payne was in college. Oh, Max Payne, of course, um, yeah. And uh, I remember Call of, Call of Duty 2. 
I played a bit of Diablo oh, yeah. 2. I feel like I got to the second area and never <laughs> never finished it. Um, well, so what, when did Mass Effect and, and Dragon Age come out? Are they way later? Uh, well, Dragon Age was, I want to say, 2007 or six because oh, it, no, it had to be like 2007 because I, I remember buying it pretty soon after it came out uh when i when i when i joined the military so uh okay okay so time. you proved me I th- wrong there i, I would think have been it was around that time 2009 i, w- I would have been mm-hmm. in uh in america by then well no because um, I, re- I remember buying a three pa- uh, like a best buy had like a sale where you get three games for the price of two or something and i picked up borderlands demon souls and dragon age <laughs> <laughs> pretty decent games there not yeah. bad yeah, yeah you're right so, okay so my years are way off i damn. guess i didn't i was off too. i'm trying to think what what i would have played in college then yeah i guess the big one for me was knights of the old republic that game that gave me the bioware obsession that obviously led me to play mass effect and dragon age origins as well you know yeah those that was when we really knew that like games were capable of telling real stories and having real characters yeah. and really you know drawing you into a world yeah. Um, but yeah, it's my far, first, sorry, go on, Josh. I was saying it's, I was saying it's a far cry from, you know, the games I started out with, which would be, uh, uh, let's see, Space Invaders, Pac-Man, <laughs> the, I, I had an Atari 2600, so I had the shitty version of Pac-Man, uh, Asteroids and Combat, which was a lot of fun, <laughs> actually. Combat's just two really crappy looking tanks going around a screen. You're trying to shoot your friend or in my case, my dad, um, and, uh, so I had the Atari for a while and then I did have a Commodore 64 at the same time, but that was mostly for educational games like Carmen Sandiego and uh, who killed Chet. How old were you uh, when you had a shit these uh, I, less than five? I think I don't know, maybe five Dang. somewhere around there. Wow. Yeah. Um, I didn't get a Game Boy. Till I, I, Game Boy was my first like system after that. And I got that when I was seven. So it was it was before yeah. that. But I I guess it would have had to have been around time. I was like five or something. Um but yeah, it was it was a uh, it was an interesting interesting set of uh, games to start out with, um, especially since they were on the the Atari, which didn't really you know have the whole arcade exact ports, if you will. So, but I was five; I didn't care. I was shooting my dad with a tank. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> your 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 uh, your threshold for. <laughs> Uh, I was I was as much of an asshole more. then, so I'm, I'm more of an asshole yeah. now. Um, <laughs> Were you counting uh, frames per second yeah. and <laughs> no. pixels? Yeah, I, I never had a Nintendo and or the NES. I had the Super Nintendo though. Um, you never had one? No, I I would. Off, I, Man, I, I I've learned. I had to. I had, <laughs> we like we talked this out ahead of time, like just a general idea of what. Yeah, we, I told you. We I was. I'm a military. I'm <laughs> a military. No, you never had. I didn't know until we're on live recording, not live, but. Uh, <laughs> But like, and that Steve played Bubble Bobble. Like that was mind blowing. <laughs> so like, I, yeah, I didn't have a Nintendo. I was, I was, a, I'm a military brat. So like, there, each base usually had like a youth center where you could go play pool, and usually they had some sort of like super a Nintendo you could go play. So I'd go there and I'd rent or not rent, but like, you know, uh, check out Mega Man Two and go play it for like an hour in the in the room they had for games. And you know, so I got that's that's my Nintendo Entertainment System experience was basically in short chunks at the youth center. Um, one of my friends did wow, have one, yeah. so eventually I'd go over to his house and play some games like uh, Super Dodgeball, which is still fun to play. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I finally got the Super Nintendo, though, um, and then the whole N64 PlayStation era. I, I wanted an N64. I remember entering some contest 
by Nintendo. It had like 64 different questions you had to answer. And I don't I don't <laughs> remember like Nintendo do, trivia. Do you remember like, how many you got right? The capital I don't, I don't know. It was, I don't remember how many I got right because it was all like mail in and stuff. But I remember filling it out. Uh, the only thing I remember is that the 64th element is gadolinium. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but I remember that. Um, hey. But there was a bunch of things. That's a good education. Yeah. Um, I did not win, clearly. And so when my dad came to me and said, which one do I, which one I was looking to, at getting, he made me do a cost-benefit analysis between the N64 and the PlayStation. Um, and see, that would have been like 95, so I was 11. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. I, you had no I, choice but to be a nerd after that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm out here just calculating the cost of, of price per Mass disc. exercises. The cost of the system. Uh, you know, the lo- amount of selection you have and eventually landed on the PlayStation, which to be fair, I look back and it was probably the right choice. Not that there aren't great N64 oh, yeah. games, but I got a lot of mileage sure. out of the, the PlayStation one. So, um, and now I have a math degree, so I'm sure that started it. Thanks, dad. <laughs> hey, hey, there you go. <laughs> um, and from since that, from then on, it's all been PlayStation with, I've, I had a Wii and a, a 360, but after a little bit, they kind of started collecting dust. So, um, yeah, as far as consoles go, that's been it. And then PC, I've been playing PC games pretty much that whole time, too, from like Warcraft 1 all the way to now with, uh, you know, uh, Doom, the new Doom and other games. So it's it's been a, I've kind of hit the whole ga- gamut <laughs> from Warcraft 1 all the way to Doom. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. the, new, the new Doom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crisis? Should I said crisis? <laughs> My computer can yeah. run crisis. Yeah. <laughs> crisis. Can your computer run it? Then it's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god. Man, yeah. so you guys' histories are so much more storied than uh I thought. I mean, I knew Josh was way deep in the lore, but I thought, I thought lore? I Steve will be it. I, I think yeah, that's the wrong word. Way deep in the way deep in the maybe I'll just cut this part out. <laughs> I had to work for my games, Elliot. I I I had to try hard. As I say, so I remember my dad would have like a crappy laptop lying around or maybe maybe a computer you know and it would never work and we would have to like create boot disks just to free up a tiny bit enough ram just so oh, that yeah. we could run like nba jam yeah. and stuff yeah man, right. it was man. it was brutal oh the day we got a sound Jeez, card i remember the day we, <laughs> the day we bought a sound card for the pentium 60 we had a pentium 60 that uh my eldest brother uh had brought home from college and he had he had left it there basically for for me and my brother to use. So that's sound when blaster? Like, sound so, blaster? so yeah, the first one I yes, bought was yes. a sound blaster, <laughs> a sound blaster Oddity. sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it was it was a, a great day, I can tell you. <laughs> oh, and, and the first three D card, the first three D rendering card uh, oh, that could play oh like a voodoo. Yeah, it was a voodoo, 3D. voodoo yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yes. that could run uh, a virtual racer. Uh, demo on the PC, yeah, yeah. Again, great days, great days. But uh, but, oh, but my first ever console that I ever actually owned myself was a PlayStation Three that I bought after coming to the US in two thousand and seven. Wow! So yeah. you've, you've I got guess. a nice big uh, difference. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. And then obviously Elliot helped me out, uh, loan me a few games, the Uncharted series, and a few others just to get up yeah. the speed, you know get you started on the right foot yeah, absolutely and then uh man i'm gonna go further back then because i was gonna start with the nes which is the first console i remember that it was the first console i had but um the way you guys are talking about it it reminds me that uh the first few games i played were on 
our our family computer our not our famicom but our uh our <laughs> our home pc that my my dad had it was a dos machine that had uh these really uh really basic games and i can't think of what par- paratrooper the one where you're the cannon and you shoot out oh, yeah. uh, um you shoot down the the parachuters oh uh defender uh, and, no 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 it's that you're you're literally oh, just missile command this like no, I, th- I think it's called Paratrooper. Oh, maybe. I, I think it, I, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, I can't think of the name of it. Yeah. I think I, I, think and, I played uh, that on my TI-83. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, literally, I think I did as well. Um, and that's, you know, he taught me how to turn on the computer. He taught me how to type in the command um, to play the game. And that was that was my first game. I don't know how old I was. I might have been four. <laughs> it came out in 1982, five. so... <laughs> so I, I existed. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Hang on, you didn't uh, exist in 1982. Yeah, you're 83, dude. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, sorry, you forgot so I your existed. It's blowing my mind. Ellie's been lying to us about his age all this time. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. I had to feel older. Uh, so then, yeah, so my dad got me an NES probably because he wanted me to get off his computer. <laughs> Now that I think about it, probably the um, so that was uh, Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt and uh, like Mario Brothers 2. I remember getting I remember Zelda. I say, you're such a Zelda fanboy. Um, I figured you had Zelda. I definitely I definitely you, you had, had Zelda. the original and Zelda. The original Zelda in this in the, the gold sparkling. De- definitely had it. Case. Definitely had Zelda. Definitely. And I, yeah, um, but I sold it like an idiot. Oh, man. <laughs> I sold it after I beat it. My mom, my mom had some garage sale years and years later, and I was like, "I don't need this," and I, wow. I sold it. It's not like I don't think it's one of those two hundred dollar games, but it would be nice to still have. Uh, but that was pretty much the extent. Like those IPs were the extent of the the good games I played, like Mario, Zelda. Um, everything else was licensed games from tv shows and movies that i really like so i had like the ninja turtles game uh, yeah. which was a lot of fun but impossible I had batman bullshit the, it t- was impossible. the turtles game was not fun bullshit <laughs> no yeah that was those facetious <laughs> but thanks for picking up <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> whoever says that game is fun battle toads was uh was a walk in the park um uh and then i i got a uh, super nintendo which i had to save up for Actually, I saved I I started up a Sega Genesis fund because all the kids at school had Sega Genesis. And at the last minute, uh, I got a Super Nintendo with it instead and continued my uh, my Mario and Zelda link to the past. Um, I got into Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. I had a little brother, so we I liked the fighting games a lot more back then. But it was still mostly like Ninja Turtles, uh, Batman like shitty license like I, I i didn't i never had the chrono trigger cartridge never had super metroid i never had mario rpg i never had all these games that i heard about and i knew they were good but it was like these games were 60 70 bucks for a cartridge and if i'm gonna buy it i'm gonna want to play like the next i, Ninja I still game. have my chrono trigger cartridge wow that's Actually, awesome yeah i think i do and i think i also have my final fantasy 3 well 6 1 2 yeah final fantasy was another one i, I just never like i'd see them at blockbuster and i just you know i wouldn't I just I don't know. I didn't get into it much. Well, until... Were they targeted at different age groups? Like were those for older kids or and were you just playing like the 
the uh, DuckTales and uh, Aladdin and that kind of thing? Or? Hey, Aladdin was a great game. Yeah, I, I did have Aladdin. Yeah, that's true. Aladdin was a good um, game, as was Lion King. Fucking hard, but a great game. I don't game. know how it was targeted. It was... Yeah. Because, like, as an old, as a grown man now, I could still play yeah. Final Fantasy and enjoy it. So, I'm like, maybe it was targeted to 30-year-olds. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I bought uh, Chrono Trigger because it was, it looked pretty in a game player's magazine. And I was like, this looks really pretty. I should try it. And then it was my first RPG. And I was like, what have I got myself into? Holy shit, man, this game is awesome. <laughs> that's such a great, it's such a serendipitous, like, <laughs> way to start off an amazing relationship with video games. It's been all downhill <laughs> from there, though. All been downhill from there. It's true. It's true. Uh, I think League of the Vast is still the best game I've ever played. And like to think that I peaked at 10 years old, <laughs> this thing that I do, it's like, oh, man. What are, are we, we still talking about games? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, and then I, so like like you, I wanted a 64 after that because I was deep into the Nintendo lore. <laughs> Guess we'll stick Just with that word. Boy. You're a fanboy. We got it. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, but it just, they, they kept delaying it. Do you remember that? Like yeah. it, they said it was going to come out and they said it was going to come out. And they said it was going to come out. And I heard about it from my cousin. That was when it was called the ultra 64. Yep. Um, and then, and I had all this money saved up for it and it was just before summer school was ending and 64 was going to come out and I was going to spend all summer with it. I just had these, these amazing fantasies of just not seeing the sun for three months <laughs> And uh, and then they delayed it again. And the next week I went and got a PlayStation instead. And like you, I think it was a good choice. Not that I don't appreciate the 64 these days, but um, a big part of that was the games were half the cost of uh, half the price of Nintendo 64 games. But that got me like I got wild arms on a whim. Oh, I heard someone so, talking oh, about so it. I have a wild arm story. <laughs> so really okay. quick. So yeah. when I finally got my PlayStation after I did that fun cost benefit analysis, I was living in Fort Carson, Colorado and the base, the, well, the post exchange, the basically like the department store on bases um, had a demo set, a PlayStation one demo set up in the, in the store and they had wild arms on it. I remember going there, like I went there and I must've been there for like four hours playing wild arms and i beat like the three individual <laughs> stories oh my I god i think i beat uh lolithia the first like big boss you fight after everybody joins up <laughs> i was like i and I, I eventually had the money to buy the game but at that time i didn't uh, after i had to do some you know odd jobs and some chores um for the allowance yeah. but uh yeah i remember going there and playing that like crazy that and killer instinct gold <laughs> was that that was 64 yeah right? that was 64 they had one of those set up too yeah Man, yeah. Uh, I don't really remember why about Wild Arms, but uh, I think I think it might have just been the clerk at the store was like, "Yeah, this is okay." <laughs> what a rousing endorsement! Yeah. Seems yeah. like quite a salesman. Needed, I, <laughs> <laughs> he went on to become uh, the yeah. head of marketing at Ferrari. <laughs> this is good. We don't, we don't need to convince Elliot to play games very hard. This is, this will be easy. No, <laughs> sold, sir. Uh, and and from there, I I got into my cousin. My cousin was the one who. Uh, told me about final fantasy 7 when it was on its way out and um then i got that one and it just completely blew my face off changed my entire worldview but it was one of those games that you play on your system at home and you're like how are these visuals even possible how am i watching this on my stupid tv that i watch cartoons on how how is this even <laughs> happening like it was just unreal in those days and then time continued um, and you your mind kept getting blown <laughs> oh my god when i saw final fantasy 8 i was like oh my god the characters look even like more real now they're they're proportional and it looks <laughs> even better and uh it was just like 
just an obsession from that point on. Um, I remember when Final Fantasy VIII was coming out in Japan. Uh, I decided that I couldn't wait and I had to teach myself Japanese <laughs> so that I could import it and play it. Um, and the Final Fantasy VIII demo came out with Bray Fencer Musashi mm-hmm. in both Japan and the US. So I was like, that's a great test. So as soon as it came out in Japan, there was a there was a, a game shop near me in Omaha where I was living at the time. Exciting uh, Omaha. Called Game Doctors. Yeah. Game Doctors. <laughs> but they, but the, but <laughs> game Doctors. So so they they fixed consoles, but they also put mod chips in uh, them. They like modified them. And I didn't know what was going on. He's like, hey, do you want to be able to play like Japanese games? I'm like, okay. And then they just like give us your PlayStation. They gave it back after 20 bucks. <laughs> And and then I bought the they sold a few imports here and there and Bray Fencer was there and I got to play Final Fantasy eight way before anyone else. And I played it over and over and over and over and over again <laughs> in Japanese. And then I would like practice my Japanese. I had my like my dictionaries and my kanji books and I'd go through and try to translate word for word for word, wow. which is impossible because once you put the word, the symbols together, they make new yeah. words and the translations uh, are Elliot, just uh, I'm, I was I'm, out of my element. I uh just want to say you are such a goddamn nerd that is <laughs> what age were you <laughs> so this was in was it middle school like eighth grade i think it would have been around that time seventh yeah. grade so ff7 came out in seventh grade and i think and it must have been like the next year when i was obsessing over eight coming out actually that that was how i first got to rp gamer someone sent me a link of like oh i heard you like final fantasy 7 here's a the early trailer video of Final Fantasy VIII, and it was RP Gamer, uh, and that was how I started even going to the site. How I heard about it and ended up working there, meeting you. <laughs> so learning the Japanese is what got me to eventually great. after college. Elliot's obsession I went led to, to this. In- <laughs> God, it makes you feel not any- only that, but meeting. <laughs> if it makes you feel yes. any better, when oh I, I lived when I lived in Korea during high school, I uh, you know I, I was able to get Japanese games pretty easily, and uh, since Chrono Trigger was like my favorite game, I found Chrono Cross, um, and I played about half of that without knowing what the hell I was doing, and I, I, <laughs> it wasn't enough for me to like go, I, you know, suddenly go on a conquest to learn Japanese, but uh, it was enough to try and play it. Um, I was obsessed. I was singularly focused. Uh, I was singularly focused. I could tell. <laughs> I abandoned it eventually, but I like I still know the like the the basic alphabet, like the the hiragana katakana. Um and it and then when I went to live in Japan, that was useful. So it was a happy ending. Yeah, I bet you got one of those there. That. <laughs> God my, damn it, Josh. My, my opinion of Elliot keeps dropping the more he talks. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean we're learning a lot about each other just by <laughs> I, Publicly. Yeah, well, I, I think I don't want to hear uh, anymore. I don't want to hear anymore about you. Please stop. Oh, no. I've, that's the first 10%. So oh, God. after it now, <laughs> basically the rest of my gaming history was like uh, for the next several years was an obsession with Final Fantasy. I played FF11 pretty much through college. Um, and uh, and I had I had most of the systems I went from uh, see PS1 to PS2. I got a GameCube, Wii, PS3. 360 Wii Wii U. I already said Wii Wii U. PS4. I got a Switch. Uh, yeah, you're the only one of us with a Switch, out. so you at least get to do yeah. that. Uh, but in fairness, I'm the I'm I, the only one with an NES Classic. So make it up for true. last time. Make it up for last time. <laughs> that's, that's a great way to do it. Ugh. 
So yeah, we've had you know a bunch of different experiences uh, with with all of our different backgrounds with gaming, and uh, I know we've all been playing a few games here. I've been playing uh, Ape Escape Two and The Order eighteen eighty six. I know Elliot's been playing Tomb Raider, um, but really, what I want to hear about is uh, Steve. I know you've been playing uh, Super Metroid. How, yes. How's that going? It, it's absolutely fantastic. And again, you're gonna have to take me back. One of you take me back to nineteen ninety four. What what was this like when this came out? Because even even watching it now, like the introduction is so cinematic, the music is so atmospheric. It just it just drags you straight in there. I can only imagine as a kid of what were you guys like ten years old? This must have just <laughs> blown your minds completely. Uh, I couldn't really say because, as I was saying earlier, I that in those years I was mostly just playing shitty licensed games. So Super Metroid kind of just came and went for me i think the only good game that came out around that time that i actually got into at that time was link to the past yeah. uh, but super metroid i didn't play myself until a couple years ago on the wii u virtual console oh, wait um, really yeah that was my first time <laughs> oh jesus christ yeah <laughs> okay then well i played it back i played it back in the 90s uh, i don't maybe not 94 when it came out but it, soon after um and and back then, uh, I mean, Super Nintendo was like the that was like the golden age for me as far as Nintendo goes. I mean, Nintendo's got great games nowadays too. Like they're still doing pumping out great Zeldas and Mario's and stuff. But the Super Nintendo was the shit back then. Um, so '94 also had like Final Fantasy three, and uh, which I didn't get around to playing till later because Chrono Trigger came out in '95, and that was my first RPG. But Metroid. Like I had played bits and pieces of the original one and it didn't really click for me. I think mostly just cause I was a lot younger and I, and the original Metroid, there is no handholding and you only get a certain amount of time to play games at the youth center. So I yeah. couldn't really make a whole lot of progress the before some other kid Metroid wanted to play. Was impossible. I tried yeah. booting that up on the NES classic and it was just, I found it almost unplayable. Might give it another little go once I wrap up super Metroid, but yeah, yeah it, it was a different level of difficulty, you know, and I didn't even feel that it was necessarily fair in the same way as like super Mario brothers and Mario brothers three are, you know, those kind of give you more of a chance. Mario Brothers 3, particularly, you know, it kind of, the way it unlocks paths and stuff to give you another chance even when you die and continue. Whereas Metroid, I don't think even think there was continues, was it? Well, you save points. Oh, the original Metroid? The original, um, yeah. Uh, no, it was Passwords. Ah, I see. Okay, mm. so maybe if you made a little progress, you could have been able to make it back. But it's it's a clunky interface compared to, like I found with Super Metroid, the save system um, is is pretty efficient and it's it's quite forgiven. And as a general rule for myself, what I've been doing is anytime I save uh, at a save point, I also save to the uh, what do you call it save states in the Wii U Virtual Console. Mm. So I oh, right. kind of tried to play it as if I was playing it, you know, on a Super Nintendo or you know. Right. Just, just to get more of a feel for how it actually played back then, you know, and that's that's honorable. That's I didn't I, I <laughs> use the shit out of safe states. When I played. Jesus, <laughs> I tell you, maybe I should use them more often because the amount of times I have got lost or just gone the wrong direction, or well, I suppose how do you account for that kind of thing as well? If you're saving more often, then you're still stuck in the middle of nowhere if you happen to go off in the wrong direction, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, Super Metroid, it's easy. It's it's relatively easy to get lost in if it's your first time playing, but it's not a 
I don't want to say it's a, it's not a terribly difficult game. It's no. pretty well balanced as far as difficulty. So the, having save points, the save points are spread out in, a, in an, a, a decent enough fashion that you're not going to lose a whole ton of progress unless you're just purposefully running past save points. So yeah, and as well uh, because I've been kind of meticulous about if I see a power up, if I see uh, you know extra missiles or or. Uh, is it power bombs or super bombs or any any of these things? I'll, power I'll, bombs. <laughs> I'll try and uh, basically pick them all up. So I'm I'm quite high level at this point. I've got like I don't know maybe uh, ten energy bars, and so basically even when I get to bosses, it, it's very rare that I actually have to replay a boss. You know, and yeah. some of the bosses are really. Really well designed and really interesting as well, you know. But um, did you beat did you beat Dragon yet? I can't remember. I the Mer- haven't Meridia boss. Got to Dragon. No, as I say, I <laughs> I beat uh, what do you call the snake the snake boss before him. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, that's right. And then you went the wrong direction because what, what's you're his Steve. name? Like B- Bantoon or something? Uh, Tune. Fan Fantoon's the ghost. No, no. This guy's a tune as well, but I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, but yeah. So I mean. <sighs> Super Metroid, they they refined a lot from the previous games. Like I, when mm-hmm. I had my Game Boy, I had Metroid Two, which is a decent game. It's a little clunky. It's definitely better handling than the original Metroid, I think. Um, although Samus is still kind of floaty when you're jumping and stuff. Yeah. But the whole point of that game, it's not really. The exploration is still pretty linear. Like you have a floor of sorts. And on that floor are a certain number of Metroids that you have to kill. And then once you kill enough Metroids, the lava descends further and you're able to access the next area. Um, so there's there are there's very few reasons in the original game to go back and really backtrack. Yeah. Um, there's some, but not a whole lot. Whereas Super Metroid a- is basically all about that. It's about well, when well, it's are you going to get world. Yeah. And when are you going to get your next power up and what is that power up going to be? And you know, what are you going to remember from another part of the world that you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I've just got this now. I have to go back there and and see what's in that direction that I wasn't able to go to earlier, you know? It's- yeah. I, and in Metroid 2, I mean, there's backtracking for like items and stuff, but not for like mission critical items yep. for the most part. And like, again, oh, crap, I missed a missile tank, you know? Yep. But again, like Super Metroid, the, the design of it kind of, uh, it reminds me again of uh, Link to the Past, which I played really briefly i think i've got about halfway through it or something and it'll definitely be another one that i have to go and knock off the backlog while i'm on this nintendo sprint you know it's gonna have to be done but um just this perfect nintendo design i I can tell why people are so fascinated with nintendo games and why people are so you know hardcore fans of nintendo just talk about them as being a level above any other uh, hardware developer and software developer, because these games, they just draw you in and they they do something with a a character and a a feel that is just unlike anything else. It's just it's just so solid and and so fun. I just and again, I can't say enough about Super Metroid's atmosphere and and the music and everything about it. it. It just seems I can't believe this came out when I was a kid, you know, I, I can't believe that this came out on the Super Nintendo. It's so good. So, and this is kind of an aside, but am I the only one that thinks this, um, not counting Breath of the Wild, Zelda games are just top-down or third-person Metroid games. <laughs> I guess that's one way of looking at them. It's the, you, it's the same sort of progression. I mean, maybe less a connected world, although 
things, the later Zelda games kind of did a little bit better about a connected world. Um, but, you know, you you go to a dungeon, you get an item, which allows you to open up a new area, which, you know, you might be in an area you've already been, which gets you a new item, which does, you know, and so on and so forth on, on the way. It's the same relative progression yeah. that, that a Metroid game has. And again, I know Breath of the Wild is a little different, but um, at least as far as the Zeldas that came before it, it always just seemed the same to me. Wow. So I always, when I, think Metro, when I think Metroidvanias, I always want to add like Zelda in there because it's the, almost <laughs> the exact same formula, just a different perspective and maybe a less, a slightly less connected world as far as like the dungeons. You know, the dungeons don't really loop into each other in Zelda, but they're also, uh, I mean, it's there's really no overworld either. So, wow. In, in Metroid. So. so I'm racking my brain now to try to prove you wrong. Um, but I don't know. I think that holds up at least a little bit. Um, I think of Zelda two, which did have that, um, side scroll looking style. Kind of like Zelda two is like the black sheep of the family. It's more of an RPG. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah. Well, the the other thing about Zelda is it, well, the obvious thing is it's a completely different setting. It's so much more charming and, you know, I don't want to say childish, but, but, you know, like it's, it's much more upbeat and. Hey, those uh, Metroids are fucking cute. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, definitely that kind of thing where you, oh, you see something and you're like, you see an item in game and you're like, oh, I want that right now. But there's something blocking you and already you're trying to wreck your brain. It's like, what could I possibly use to get past that? And, you know. In the in in Zelda, you know, it's the hook shot, or it's you know using the boomerang to pick something up and drag it back, or yeah, and as opposed to Super Metroid. But you're right, you know, it's it's the same basic concept. It's just done in a completely different design and, and atmosphere, you know. But both, yeah, both of those, like Link to the Past and Super Metroid, as far as I can tell, these games still stand up. They're still I would play these ahead of any other, you know, like modern day game, except the other one that you briefly mentioned there, Josh, which is Zelda (laughs) Breath of the Wild, which I'm sure we are going to take at least an episode or two chatting about that. But that one, no, that's that's not just a game that that's a way of life. (laughs) Okay, but only if I could only if I could talk about Persona 5 for hours on end. (laughs) Yeah, it's only going to take us about a year or two to complete that one, though, you know? Yeah. Well, as uh, as much as I love talking about Super Metroid, which is, again, a fantastic game, I want to talk about another game that is also amazing. Uh, I want to talk about The Order 1886. Oh, yeah. Now, Elliot... <laughs> <laughs> Detect uh, a hint of sarcasm. <laughs> sorry, I think I almost threw up while saying that. Um, <laughs> so I know Elliot's played a little bit of it, or like halfway of it, and right? Uh, something yeah. like that? And, and actually... I, I've, sorry, go ahead. ahead. I was, and, I, and I completed the whole thing, and it's just and I. Yeah. Uh, I so I, I played uh, about half of it, I think, and uh, I hadn't. I stopped. You know, I just hadn't played it in several months. I think it was like last summer. I last I played it, but then when we started, you you started playing it and said you wanted to talk about it. I played a little yesterday, and I didn't do anything. Like I, I, I booted it up, and I played. I played I played 20 minutes and I was literally watching a movie or I moved forward and then interacted with an object by pushing the the QTE that comes up the quick time event. <laughs> did you, did you, you started it, over? 
No, 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 no. I just I continued where I left off, and it was oh. <laughs> it, it was just like it it dawned on me. I mean, I knew what kind of game it was before. I, I knew like there's very, the gameplay is not really there, but taking uh uh taking note of it as it was happening was just mind blowing. It was like I'm I'm just watching this with the controller in my hand, and what's the point? And uh, it I mean it was very riveting. The voice acting, the performances are outstanding. The graphics are stunning. Yeah, I'm not playing it. It's the problem. Yeah, I I took me I don't know. I want to say eight to eight or ten somewhere in there, eight or ten hours to beat the game. And I about halfway through the game, I just started hate playing it. Yeah, it's like, damn it! I started playing this goddamn thing. I want. I'm going to see it to the end because I know it's got to be ending soon. Um, Oh, and it's just sorry. What? Go ahead. Uh, you reminded you, me. You, you, Sorry, go ahead. I, I, and, so, yeah. and so, the we'll come back to you. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, the entire time, it's just it's just driving me crazy because the game is is like you said, it's it's just beautiful. I mean, it's some of the best graphics I've ever seen. Even still, um, yeah. th- this this side of like Uncharted Four, um, and uh, the voice acting also fantastic. But the story they're telling. I mean, I, I don't care who's talking. It's just not gripping. It doesn't I, I, half the time. I didn't give a shit what the hell was. OK, most of the time I didn't give a shit what was actually going on. And then, like, by the the end of the game, when the you know the twists start happening and, you know, the end starts building up and I'm like, oh, hey, things are actually happening. OK, now the game ends. <laughs> and I'm just uh, I mean, potential for a sequel is totally there. And the world is really kind of interesting. The whole Victorian England era type thing with the steampunk and the, you know, we got Nikola Tesla weapon weaponry and things like that in the game. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a, it's a neat mishmash of concepts, which I I would like to see, but in a better game. (laughs) Yes. Uh, In an actual game, if you will. Yeah. And that's the other thing is the combat itself. It's okay. It's, it's nothing great. I mean, there's a couple weapons, different types of weapons you can use. You, you can only handle a pistol and a long gun. Um, and the long guns range from like, you know, standard rifle to a thermite gun where you fire a cloud and then you explode the cloud. And then there's like an electroshock weapon. But all I did for most of the game was pretty much just use the pistol because that's all you really needed to do once you headshot everybody. Yeah. Um, did you platinum this, by the way? Or how long no, would it have taken? No, it like to get the platinum, I mean... There's not a whole lot of extra shit to do in the game other than look around for these items that don't do anything except you can pick them up and rotate them. And yeah. they're very pretty. Someone someone spent hours putting detail into like this this goblet that you can rotate in your hands. Um but like it's it, it there's no point to it. It's yeah. just like Time okay, it probably yeah. could have been better spent on I don't know, creating the game creating fun. a real game. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, gameplay. Yeah, and then and then of course the the last part, which really pissed me off, just because I hate these in general, are all the quick time events. I hate QTEs. They're just it's lazy game design. It's like okay, well, and I know I had I talked to you guys about this before with heavy rain. You know, heavy rain is basically one giant quick quick time event, but like the way it's structured is that it's it's a story that is dynamic, sort of to an extent. Uh, based on how well or how poorly you do the quick quick time events. Yeah, and at least With, it's a good story, as you say. 
I never finished it, so I couldn't comment on it. Are but you some, people seemed, some people were like, I right. found it frustrating as well. Like, well, it's all it's all quick time events. I got about two <laughs> hours into it. Like once, you know, or I think I did like the intro and maybe like one of the next two chapters or something like that. And well, then was, I just got tired of quick time events. What was the meme? What was it? Press X to Jason. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I got past that part. <laughs> but like, yeah. so it was it was an interesting idea, and I don't begrudge them for trying it it's just the mechanism by which you actually play the game is frustrating to me yeah i think a big part of the difference is heavy rain didn't pretend to be something it wasn't you well, knew yeah. right off the bat it was a story and you're just going to play you're just watch, watching along it's like an yeah. interactive book sort of thing whereas the order <laughs> sold a totally different package it sold a, a third person shooter from the the guys uh the the stu- ready at dawn was it the yeah. studio that uh, did they do the PSP God of War games? Yeah, they did. Yeah. And Jack and Daxter, I think, as well. And really, really good uh, games. They they did a, a, a wonderful job um, shrinking down these console experiences into this handheld. And um, as far as I know, this was their only original IP that they did. The, right. uh, the ghost intern will have to check on that later. But. Um, and so well, like, we had high hopes, like, you know, third person shooter, uh, on this brand new PS4 console and it looks impossibly good. Yeah. And, and it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. It, it seems like it was more a console launch title, you know, where they were like, yeah. look how pretty this is. Look what we could do with the, the power of the PlayStation four. It was a really and, good trailer generator. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. Yes. So uh, is this why you bought the game? Cause like one of the things that we're going to be coming back to every so often here is our own personal backlogs. How, you know, because of steam sales and PSN sales that we're constantly picking up games for three, five, ten bucks. And, you know, and like, why did you buy this? Like, surely so, you saw the Metacritic so score and there was all the a, reviews. And yeah. so there was a PSN sale. It was like yep. it was like five bucks or something like that. And so I picked it up. I said, "What the hell?" I mean, because I, I don't always go by Metacritic. Like, for instance, you guys know I've played the game Near, which yeah. is a fantastic game. It's definitely flawed. Combat is is okay, but the story is fantastic and the music is amazing. But it's it was critically panned just because you know the actual mechanics of the game are kind of iffy. But, you know, like I said, the story and stuff keeps you going. It's really good. So I don't necessarily always go off of what, like, Metacritic says. I mean, it's a nice barometer. But, but come on, if, then reviewers who you n- n- yes. respect and trust, you know? Like, there must have been someone, you know, who, who said, like, basically, this game is terrible. It, you're not really playing it at all. Just stay clear of it. And I yet- also knew it, I was also, I also knew it was five bucks. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to give it a shot. Let's just see what the hell happens. That's the cost of, like, a, a, a breakfast burrito at you know <laughs> so i'll just whatever i'll try it well it's See funny because because you're getting me thinking now that actually this is more like a self-inflicted wound it's not so much as a breakfast burrito as you like basically forcing yourself to sit through a terrible game at you know you wouldn't you rather be playing something no it's, 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 it's this is exactly it? like a breakfast burrito you buy the breakfast burrito you look at it you're like this is an amazing looking breakfast burrito look at the eggs look at the sausage look at the potatoes oh my god it's amazing and then you eat it and you're shitting for 12 days <laughs> you've been going to the wrong burrito place and you've been buying the wrong games man I, I, this has got me thinking as i say from now on i'm, I'm gonna be a bit uh you know 
do no, a bit I'm more. I'm not saying I'm not a masochist. Terrible, terrible games in a sale, you know? I, I'm not saying I'm not a masochist. I bought Unlimited Saga twice. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Steven doesn't get, Steven doesn't yeah, get that reference. We'll come back to that uh, later. But <laughs> just know it's a bad game in a decent series that I like, but the series is also kind of masochistic. Yeah, and but it was a, twice? I, I bought it for like five bucks once, and then I lost my copy, and I wanted to try it again. So I <laughs> got it for like three bucks that time. <laughs> <laughs> So it was one of the, it was one of those ones where I was like, you know, let me let me give it another shot. So, but yeah, still I, still no good. Music that's, is fantastic. That's one, that's one I haven't <laughs> played. I played uh I've only played Frontier and Frontier 2, but neither of Frontier them all Frontier 2 through. is fantastic. Frontier 2 is Okay, guys, uh, you got to give me some yeah, yeah. background yeah, yeah. here at all. Okay. What are you, okay, what are yeah, you talking so, about? So, so so there's a series of games and we're going way off topic here, but whatever. <laughs> There's a series of games made by Square, Squaresoft and now Square Enix called uh-huh. Saga. And it started out on uh, the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It, or, well, no, sorry. It started on a Game Boy as Saga and yeah. then started out as Super Nintendo as Romancing Saga. Um, and it it's came, basically it's a. It was in the what? U.S. as was that Final Fantasy Legend or Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Legend? Yeah. Final Legend. Fantasy Adventure was uh, Secret of the, Mana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Second Ditsetsu well, one. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so finally, Legend was Saga one, two, and three. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, and so I, the first Saga game I played, well, I played Final Fantasy Legend three on Game Boy, but the first romantic Saga game I played was the P, uh, was Saga Frontier two, and it was like it's a gorgeous looking game. Like it's all watercolors. Yeah. It's on PlayStation one. It looks beautiful. It's, the music's yeah. fantastic. The story is actually okay. It's like two. It's got these two parallel stories that are kind of running side by side. I feel and you like play you're through. You're gonna get to gameplay any minute now. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Anyway, so the stories are good and there's two separate storylines, whatever. Anyway, combat is, you know, it's an RPG. You got turn-based combat. The way you learn abilities is by random chance. Like if you, if you swing a sword, there's a chance you'll learn a sword skill. And the harder the enemy you're fighting, the the higher chance is that you'll learn the skill. (laughs) It's a, and that you also level up randomly. Like if you, you gain, you might gain HP at the end of a fight. You might gain some spirit. You might gain some strength. It's just, it's, it's a very odd concept. And I'm sure there's some underlying mechanics that makes it less than random, but I don't know what they are. (laughs) And so anyway, Unlimited Saga took that and they made this game. And I I feel like I should say this for another game, but (laughs) but we might have to redo the intro to add Unlimited Saga to it. Um, (laughs) It's got uh, these seven different characters that have these seven different stories I think they kind of and the characters kind of mix and match, but they replaced the world map with a board game. So like you move space by space and each space might have a battle on it. It might have a trap on it. It might have treasure on it. It might be nothing. And everything you do in the damn game is is run by a slot machine. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you if you land on a trap tile, a slot machine pops up and I there I'm sure there's some stats that affect there well there are some stats that you can have that affect like, you know, are there more safe spaces than bad spaces? And, you know, and, and then in combat even when you attack, you get five actions per turn. You can divvy them out to each character or you can use one character use all five turns, but everything you do is a slot machine. So the real pops up and even if you have learned a new tech, you have to make sure you land on that spot. <laughs> That the so, tech is on. So I guess the question is like, is any of this actually fun? Like, did did RPG lovers hate it for the simple reason that if the stats weren't consistent and if they so didn't no, no. get to that build specific, their- that specific game, Unlimited Saga is is not fun. The other saga games 
at least have some sort of coherence to the way everything works. Yep. Again, there's I think there's there's a lot of random chance, but I do think there's some underlying mechanics that are affecting that. So it's not just pure RNG, mm-hmm. but it, it works like they, those games actually work. This game did not work because even the simple things such as. So, oh, yeah, let me let me. Cover. So when you attack enemies there, they have hit points and life points in, in most saga games. If your hit points drop to zero, you lose a life point. If you lose all your life points, that character's gone forever. In Unlimited Saga, your hit points are like a barrier in front of your life points. Um, and even if you have, it's it's more like a percentage chance to knock off a life point. So even if you have zero HP, there still might be a, I don't know, a 20% chance that if I punch the enemy, he's still not going to die because I didn't take off a life point. I'm just doing damage to a guy that's got zero HP and he's not fucking dying. <laughs> So, yeah, the, there were a million systems in that game that were just horribly implemented. And I, the and the only saving grace is that the soundtrack is phenomenal. You should listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I, remember, <sighs> I remember hearing that when it first came out that those exact words, it, it, the game's terrible, but the soundtrack is amazing. Um, yeah, it's got but, one of the best battle themes of any game I've played. <laughs> wow. Uh, Seriously, go yeah, look up Battle I Theme will. 1. It's great. Anyway, we've gotten way off topic. Yeah, so what, what, uh, this is, what was this about? So, we, were, <laughs> we're doing a podcast? we were talking about the order and uh, pro, and let's just say the order still sucks. Let's just go with that. Uh, <laughs> let's move on because I, I'm afraid we'll get sidetracked with something even dumber. Oh, <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's it was uh, uh, Steve-O asking why'd you do this to yourself, and you hear yeah. your answer was I've done worse. So yeah, basically, yeah, I'm a masochist. Uh, so yeah, all right. Elliot, you played. How about let's let's get you on deck. How about you played some Tomb Raider? Actually, we all played Tomb Raider, but you played it most recently. So yeah, to, Tomb Raider uh, twenty thirteen. Um, I liked it. <laughs> it's a good so, game. Great, great. All right, let's move yeah. on. Um, <laughs> so I, I played the uh, I played the definitive edition on uh, PS four, and I I never played the original. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. It was uh, gameplay wise uh, and the things you could do and the way it looked was really impressive. I kept forgetting that this started out as a a PS3 game uh, because it felt a lot like a a modern generation game. Um, But what I guess didn't sit well with me or got kind of old and... uh, (laughs) I know exactly where you're going with this. (laughs) As the game went on, it just... They just punish the shit out of Laura Croft, the main character. Like she goes through like so there's there's two facets to it. There's one where she just gets the shit kicked out of her constantly uh, by um, in cutscenes by other characters or by by just things happening to her or falling on her or her falling through things. And yeah, there are some seriously gruesome deaths in that game. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, the depths, yeah, that's... But is that what mean, you were talking about, or are no, you just I mean, talking the, about in the, the general, in the cutscenes, the, the, the actual ones that, where you're progressing? Yeah, the stuff that she gets out of alive is, uh, it, she shouldn't have, like, yeah. like the, the, the set pieces where, you know, she leaps, she, she's sliding down some, uh, some weird chute, and oh, yeah. boulders are coming out of her, or, <laughs> onto her from the walls from behind her and she has to leap across the chasm grab a a beam that breaks as she grabs it and she slips down and falls 30 feet and slides down (laughs) another shoe and it's just like how is she just 
barely surviving and still and that, able well, to. And that specific scenario happens like 10 times in the game. It so many times. <laughs> it was just like, so on, on one hand, I'm like, this is insane. How can, how can this even happen? What are the odds? Uh, it, it, it happens so much that it, you know, you see it once and you're like, like the, the hotel uh, collapsing in Uncharted 2. That was yeah. amazing. But, but you see stuff not quite on that level, but close to it happening over and over and over and over again. And it's it almost numbs you to it. And then also <laughs> you're just like, poor, poor person going through all this. Yeah. How and why hasn't she given up yet? Why? Why well, not just the be question like, is, her friend is, was in danger. Her friend was in danger. What I would ask <laughs> yeah, is, so is I there didn't... an underlying current of sexism here? How come this shit happens to Nathan Drake all day, every day? And you're not concerned about him? <laughs> I don't think it happens as much Certainly not to the no. death, Nathan Drake. The death cutscenes don't happen, and they're probably the worst thing about it. But. So, so Nathan goes through, you know, you know, plenty of trials, and so like I, pl- I played Tomb Raider 2013 after I've played Uncharted 4, and I've played the other Uncharted games too. Oh, yeah. um, but it's Nathan Drake doesn't go through as much just physical punishment yeah. throughout the game. I mean, yeah, he might go through some stuff. He does have a habit of falling off of beams. But like, <laughs> that's about it. I mean, there might yeah. be some, there's, there's some things here and there, but like with, with Tomb Raider, Lara's like getting, like she gets, uh, not kidnapped, um, uh, but she just, well, no, she does get kidnapped. Yeah, right. Um, and then she, uh, just, I, I don't even know how to put it. There's just countless times where she's just bouncing off of shit because yeah. <laughs> she fell or someone shot something next to her and which caused her to, you know, roll off of a bridge and fall into the depths, you know, and it's just. It's just ridiculous. I mean, or the time when you're in the water and, you know, you got to do you just, you know, go left and right. And if you fuck it up, she gets impaled or her head gets impaled on a spike. You know, I mean, it's just kind of ridiculous. In fairness, I haven't played this Tomb Raider in a few years now. I probably played it. uh, Did it come out early 2013 or I probably came got it closer to Christmas time in in 2013 and when it was on a sale or something, you know? Yeah. And it was a, a really solid game. But. I've also played the more recent one, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which, again, is a fantastic game. I, I would say even a, a level above this one as well, mm-hmm. um, in terms of it actually has the tombs that you have to solve little puzzles and stuff. But um, remind me, Elliot, like gameplay wise, this still holds up. It's still fun. Did you find yourself tempted to go for a platinum or anything? Was there interesting collectibles and stuff? Yeah, so there's a lot of extra you can do. Um, it's 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 kind of built as a semi-open world. Um, and there's a, there's this big, uh, central area. Once you get far enough into the game that you can kind of, uh, explore nearby areas. And there's the quick travel across all your, uh, different save points, all the different campfires. And, and through that, you can, you know, they really want you to feel like you can go back and, and did you feel like you missed. wanted to or was it more the story that was keeping you going yeah it was more this like i just wanted to get it done and maybe that's also the nature of um what we're talking about here just trying to get through our backlog uh but i find that i don't know maybe that's not right to say either because i think if a game is interesting enough i'll, I'll want to keep playing it and it it was good but i just didn't care about the extra stuff um the story i didn't really buy i didn't really buy uh <laughs> Laura's motivation for all the shit she went through. I, I get her wanting to get off the island, but um, and yeah, I don't know. Well, she's trying to rescue her friend for most of the she's game. She's trying to rescue her friend, sure. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 
the supernatural <laughs> stuff really just it so made basically what you're saying is if i get stuck on an island with you and i get kidnapped i should just just commit suicide because you're not coming <laughs> if, if if you're being <laughs> held by a cult worshiping a god that is actually real and is tormenting people and bringing uh ancient samurai back to life yeah you can count me out dude <laughs> you're the worst it was just i don't know it was like i i was really into it in the beginning when it was a survival story about this this uh, ship that got wrecked and this girl that survived and had to fight her way off the island it was awesome uh but as the story went on and it got more mystical and more supernatural i just but okay, so isn't this just Uncharted syndrome? Yeah. This is every All the Uncharted, Uncharted games do the same thing. Game. Yeah, how could you blame this one in particular? Uh, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, uh, the I, Uncharted games start off less as survival and more as like parkour, I don't, you know, uh, uh, Heidi shooter. I don't but, think you know. Uncharted flies off the rails quite as much, though. Mm, Nazi zombies? You go, <laughs> yeah, you gotta Nazi go and play those. <laughs> See, the first one had Nazi zombies. The, one the second one had the Sintamani dudes. The third, the third one, the fourth one didn't have any anything supernatural. Uh, no, actually, the fourth one. No, it, the fourth one didn't. Now that I think about it, just yeah. had a lot of guys, a lot of enemies. The third one had the sand. Well, the what's his name? Uh, I can't remember the bad guy's name, but the the, the sun. He got like all mystical and shit at, at one point. Um, the, we're yeah, talking it's, about it's parkour, that, yeah. though. I, I actually really like the climbing in this uh, 2013 Tomb Raider, as far as I remember. Yeah, they did that well. I like yeah, the they climbing. did it well. I mean, it, it I does do it does do a lot of the same stuff that Uncharted did. Because I even remember, I think, I think Uncharted at one point did the pick at one some at one point. Only my, my misremembering that. Only was four. it four? Yeah. Okay, it was four. Okay. So yeah. I, okay. Well, so Tomb Raider did it first then. <laughs> Tomb Raider. I'm sure it might be done. Sir. The Tomb Raider climbing, I, I like better than Uncharted. The the platforming stuff. I generally like better. I like the 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 survival element is much better. The killing animals and yeah, harvesting their parts. You know, it's it it was much like that part was really good. The the gunplay was okay. It was about the same as Uncharted, I would think. Uh, yeah, the the crafting was pretty good in in Tomb Raider, as I remember. Yeah, uh, I think I was I think I was mostly disappointed in the fact that all the all the actual like tombs are optional side content. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were fun. There were some interesting puzzles in those. They were, I mean, it brought me back to like Half-Life 2 doing physics puzzles for the first time again. Was, but, there, uh, was there tombs in 2013 Tomb Raider? I thought that was just in the more recent Rise. Well, there were, there were optional ones. And like you'd go yeah. in, you would solve a puzzle with like, like there was one with a plane that was crashed and you had to burn these four different like pillars that were holding up these like branches or they were and you ah, to knock them by right. burning them. You would knock the plane down, which the plane turned into a ramp. And then you climb up the ramp to the treasure and the treasure might be something like it was like crafting components or upgrades and stuff like that. Can't fault your memory, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I, I have a terrible memory. I just remember stupid shit like that. <laughs> My wife hates me every other, every day. Cause I can't remember simple shit. Like what I was supposed to get at the store. <laughs> But you remember the <laughs> Unlimited Saga battle system. <laughs> yeah, and I could probably count what I could probably tell you what every treasure chest in Final Fantasy VI holds. I I think uh I think we want to call you out on that. No. <laughs> someday. I want to put you up to that. I bet you could. All right, we'll 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 test it out someday. <laughs> yeah, we'll set it up. But yeah, like I think I think with Tomb Raider you could I think if you Put got a supercut of all the shit 
she survives all the shit she goes through and survives your eyes would glaze over by the end and you wouldn't know anything it'd be the next saw movie and reboot saw that way (laughs) yeah it was it was like it was just like torture porn like yeah, I mean, I think I'm desensitized to that stuff at this point. I mean, I my both my wife and I have seen all the Saw movies, for instance. So it's just, I, I was just, oh, actually, so <laughs> we could let me talk about this really quick. So all the most of those deaths, how do you die? Just explain, or tell tell me how you die. What what causes you to die? If, if that causes those scenes, being impaled. No, 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 no. What, what, what did you What did you fail at you f- that causes you oh, to die? Of course, fell down a hole. A, a QTE no, fail. QTEs, yeah. <laughs> fucking QTEs again. I hate yeah, them. <laughs> and true. there were, luckily, there weren't. I mean, there were a ton of them in Tomb Raider, but they weren't as ridiculous. <laughs> like, you, there was a little bit of leeway in some of them. Yeah, they were a little more <laughs> forgiven. And as well, like in terms of the climbing, it the animations worked so well with the button press. You you felt like you know you were actually doing something. It didn't feel as arbitrary. You know, it felt like you were taking part yeah. in the scene. Yeah, so I mean, I I still hate them. It was just less offensive in Tomb Raider as it was in the Order. So yeah, I'll, plus point one to Tomb Raider. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want this to be like a we just rag on every game we play because. Well, no, like, I, 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 I liked to, I like yeah, Tomb Raider. I want to come back to the positives because overall, I thought it was a, a really great game, and I love playing yeah, so it from start I. to finish. It, it didn't yeah. grab me enough to do the extra content, um, but uh, it was very enjoyable. Um, yeah, no, I, I liked it. I thought the story was all right. It was, it was, it was serviceable. Uh, I thought the voice acting was decent. At least Lara's was. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, just the, the minute to minute gameplay was pretty good too. I, I like the variety of weapons, although I tended to stick with like the bow and the pistol just cause I'm going for headshots yeah. most of the time. Yeah. But, uh, it was, it was enjoyable. The puzzles weren't terrible. I mean, again, it was a lot of physics based puzzles. So again, I always harken back every time I do a physics based puzzle, it just, flashback to when half-life 2 came out and having to do all that over again over and over again but uh we're gonna have to it was it was a good game, game at some point too yeah well you need to finish you, you need to finish to play it. it yeah <laughs> Holy I know. Shit. It's, it's on my list of of shames I'll, I'll get to it at some point <laughs> yeah <sighs> so well, uh, before it. we move off tomb raider elliot uh do me a favor will you pronounce this word for me I'm, I'm gonna spell a word for you and i was hoping you could pronounce it for me L-A-R-A. Lara. I see you were almost there that time. You were almost there. He said Laura before he I heard it. Laura. Did I say it's Laura? I know. Laura. Yeah. No you new. did say Laura. <laughs> Why do Americans Laura. do this? I'll, I'll never Laura. 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 Laura Croft. Laura Croft. Yeah. Oh, I, I think they're pretty interchangeable for me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, we'll just uh, agree to that you're wrong. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the last game we have on the list is one that I've been playing. Uh, it's uh, Ape Escape 2. Um, been playing the PS2 pl- classic on PS4. Uh, and back when I, when I was a kid, when, when the original Ape Escape came out on PlayStation 1, I played the living hell out of it. And it was, it's a lot of fun. And back in the day, it was kind of heralded as this cool, newfangled game, like, uh, like kind of reminded people of Super Mario 64 with the third-person move, uh, uh, movement uh, and the, the, the graphic style. Um, but the interesting thing was that it was the first PlayStation game ever to require the use of dual analogs. Um, the primary reason why is because you have your 
you have like your weapons and your items and stuff mapped to the face buttons, and then you swing them with the right stick while moving with the left stick. Okay, so, so start from the start. Is it has so, it got yeah, a yeah. story? Has it? Yeah, yeah. You know, so what kind of I mean, thing is it's, it? it's has a very bare bones story. Um, well, the so the original the original Ape Escape, you play as Spike, some kid that works for a professor. What's his name? And uh, there's a evil monkey named Spectre. And all the monkeys that in this area somehow got these like mind control helmets that landed on their heads. And now they're all, uh, con- not conscious, but sentient, you know, they, they can all think now and do stuff. So they're, they've all, they've all escaped hence ape escape and specters running the show. So your goal is to take your trusty little time net and run around each area, capturing monkeys. Kind of like, you know, you collected the stars in Mario 64. Okay. And so ape escape Two. Similar premise, except this time you're playing. Oh, you're playing as uh, Jimmy. Although, however, the PS2 classic on PS4 is the European version. So I'm playing as Hikaru. Hikaru? <laughs> and my Hikaru, yeah. And my assistant is Natsumi instead of Natalie. Um, and the voice acting is That doesn't sound ter- like the European version. That sounds like <laughs> the Japanese a, version. <laughs> I, apparently, those were the names they used in the European version. Because also, all the people have... Uh, I don't know. I'm honestly terrible between distinguishing between British and other. And as the only uh, European here, I'm going to have to call bullshit on this, Josh. No, d- download it. I'm telling you, it's the you know, look it up. It's definitely the European <laughs> version. Um, and so, so therefore, the voice acting is just god awful. So I just skip it. Um, there's text anyway. <laughs> but the same plot, you know, the, the an accident happens. All the monkeys get their hats again, and Spectre's on the loose. And you basically run through each level. Capturing the monkeys and, uh, you know, make progress that way. There's boss fights along the way. Um, so in general, it's a decent game. Like it's a fun feedback loop. You run into a level, you're supposed to capture like X percent of the monkeys in that level before you can progress to the next one. Does it control like Bomberman? Is it, is it top down or is it more like, uh, it's, you know, Spelunky or something or. No, there, it's the third, it's th- third person. It's like Mario 64. Oh, third person. Okay. So the left analog stick moves you. The right analog stick swings whatever item you have equipped. So there's things like a butterfly net or the time net, which used to capture monkeys. There's a radar that you can focus in a direction to tell you where a monkey is. Um, there's like an RC car that you can you run you move the main character with the left stick, but you also drive the RC car with the right stick. So it's it's an interesting setup that they have and how you have to manipulate two sticks at the same time in order to do anything. I feel like 3D um, platformers haven't necessarily aged all that well. How does this one fare? So the main pro- the main problem with the game is well, there's two. One of them's one of them's big. The other one's not as big. The main problem is that like most 3D games now or excuse me, unlike most 3D games now where the camera is mapped to the right stick, you know, now that right stick is being used to do stuff. So the only camera control, at least that I've been able to find is the L1 button. And all that does is it centers it behind Jimmy or Hikaru, whatever. (laughs) So the camera (laughs) is automatic. You push forward to go forward and then left turns you as you're, as you're running. No, no, it's, it's not, it's, no, it's not relative movement. So like if I press down, I'm coming towards the screen or, you know, whatever. So yeah. if if I and the camera doesn't turn very well, like on its own. So I'm constantly pressing L1 to get the damn thing behind Jimmy doing any goddamn thing I'm doing. <laughs> and it's it's frustrating. It's I, I honestly cannot remember if the original Ape Escape was like that. It probably was. But I played that way back in like when the other one came out, like 98. No, it came out in uh, no, nine, something like. 
uh, oh, 90, 99, came out in 99. And so I was, God damn, I was 15. So maybe I did just suffer through it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't remember if it was like that in the first game. It probably was, but it's obnoxious. And is it, yeah. Is it completely unplayable? Like, are you going to no, try it's, and no, finish it's, this thing? It's, it's still playable. I've caught uh, the, I'm playing through it now. I'm like 30% through as far as capturing the monkeys go. Um, it's still playable. It just gets, fr- it's just kind of frustrating, especially when you get into areas where there's like corridors that, you know, there's turns and twists and you constantly have to adjust the camera. And the other, the other annoying thing though, is that the way Jimmy jumps, it's very floaty and it like you can double jump, but the first jump does not move you forward very much. You mostly just jump up and forward a little bit. And then to double jump, you, that pushes you forward a little bit more. It's just a very weird physics. However the hell that works. And it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's annoying, but it's not terrible. I guess it's, it, I manage, I know it sounds like I'm just shitting on the game because in general, I like these kinds of games, you know, where you go around collecting these things. It's, it's you get a new item, you go back to a previous level, like, oh, now I got the slingshot. I can shoot that monkey that's up in the tree and then capture him. Um, so it's, if you're if you're into like collecting, like collectathon type games like that, it's, it's a kind of interesting game to play. Um, all in all, it's a generally inoffensive game. It's not bad it's not great i gotta be honest it sounds terrible to me i don't want to go back and play a 3d platformer from from what year did it come out uh this uh this one came out in 2003 the original ape escape was 99 i think yeah so i remember the original one being a ton of fun because yeah because it was you said it was the first uh the first playstation game required dual analog but i think it was the first game ever well the playstation was the only one that had Oh, well, I guess no. The Saturn didn't have dual analog, so yeah, it was no. just PlayStation. Yeah, so it was like this crazy uh, idea of, you know, the Nintendo sixty four came out with the analog stick first, and then um, Saturn. No, Saturn didn't have one. Saturn was just Saturn D-pad. Had, oh, I thought it had like a. I thought it had a. Uh, it wasn't really analog so much as no, it did because Knights had it. Because you needed the the wheel pad or whatever the hell it was called, the circle pad on there to do uh, to do nice. To, no, I don't think so. Am I confusing this? This is going to drive me crazy now. Ah, uh, I'm going to look this up right now. Intern, be damned. Um, <laughs> but the the novelty of that was was a lot yes, of the appeal. It did, they did have one. They had a 3D controller. Yes, it had one. But it was a it was a it wasn't the controller that was boxed with the uh, the console, was it? Uh, no, I don't, oh, I didn't oh, own a Saturn, so I could not I didn't have you. one either. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, it was, okay, that's what I thought, yeah, so I looked up, it, it came out when Knights came out, it, 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 it Knights was uh, the first game that it used, so, they have that so disc, that's, that's the, why I remembered that. Giant disc controller, that's right, so they did come yeah. up with a, so, and that's what PlayStation did, they, they had their original non-analog stick controller, then they came yeah. out with a very, very short-lived, uh, dual analog controller, and yeah, before they added the shock quickly to dual shock. Um, so, yeah, I remember playing that and being like, wow, this is so wild um, and really liking how it felt. Um, but I kind of figured that that game was more or less just a, a like a proof of concept for their controller. Yeah, and, well, and yeah, and I played it when, like I said, I played the original when I was a kid, too. And I I'm, I'm almost positive I 100 percent of the game just because I was having just too much fun running around catching monkeys. Yeah. Um, but like and again, I, I honestly cannot remember if the camera was this bad. It probably was, but it's, I just don't yeah, remember. That no was one, 50, We didn't know what that was hell. 18 years ago. Yeah. So <laughs> back then, back then, camera control didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So 
It was it's, it was an, it's an interesting concept. It might be a little dated. Um, if you can get past the datedness, it it might be worth a play. But I, I can totally understand if it's just too frustrating. So Steve, fly on out here, and you can give it a shot before you decide to buy it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably cost me a couple of dollars to pick up uh, compared probably. to a flight to Seattle. I'm sure that'll be <laughs> yeah. about the same price, basically. <laughs> but is that a is that a fair? Uh... Is that giving it too much credit to say if you can get past the datedness when we're just talking about Super Metroid when you don't have to get past the datedness to <laughs> well, some things, enjoy some it things, Some things are date, date are certain aspects of games are dated less than others, and I think we'll have to we might we could probably spend another episode talking about this. But like 2D graphics, for instance, don't age as poorly as I think as like those blocky 3D you know graphics that you had in the early PlayStation game days. Um, I mean, some, some are better than others. Like I think still people can handle Mario 64 cause it's still kind of clean looking, but the PlayStation itself, um, yeah, it's not really gonna, it, it doesn't didn't really age well, but anyway, that's, that's a topic for another time because I could talk for a long time on that. Yeah. yeah. So we've, uh, we've gone through the four games, super Metroid, uh, uh, the order, which was a lot of fun. And then, uh, Tomb Raider 2013 and Ape Escape 2. And so next up, just kind of want to go over what do we have on deck? I mean, I, I know I'm still playing Ape Escape 2, but I've got some other games in my backlog that I've been itching to play for a while. Uh, namely, uh, Mass Effect, Silent Hill Origins, and, uh, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. Uh, all three games, different levels of, you know, people loving them, but, uh, it's just something I've got that I've just been wanting to try out. So I'm not sure which one I'm going to go after just yet, but it's, it's, those are definitely on on my radar. How about you guys? Does the number of hours that one of them is going to take factor into this at all? Or no, I mean, Silent Hill will probably take a lot less time than the other two, (laughs) but I'll figure it out. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Do you, do we, do you guys know off the top of your head how big your steam libraries are? (laughs) <laughs> how do you Far check too it goddamn big. how do you check it it's on a, steam it's a couple hundred i've got oh wait i can do it i have 398 games you got me beat i think i'm at 324 325 something like that yeah it's entirely too many and i've probably beaten a maybe a fourth of that <laughs> yeah I've that's got, probably being generous i got 261 <laughs> oh you got plenty of stuff to catch up on then steve yeah <laughs> we could be doing this for a long time <laughs> what are you guys doing next then so there's a bunch that i've just been really needing to go through and haven't yet um like stuff that people talk about all the time that i you know i want to join in the conversation and i can't so um the dark soul series but i'm afraid that i i'm not a good enough uh (laughs) anything to get through that in time uh, the Witcher, I I'm one of those people that has to play through each entry in the series before I can uh, get to the latest and greatest. So I would I'd want to do The Witcher one. You are never gonna play all The Witcher games. Who are you kidding? I, <laughs> and they're all they're I, all great I, for I, different I, reasons. I yeah, I will. I particularly Maybe. love the second one. I have to say, just because that story is just so many layers of intrigue to it. it it's fantastic yeah. i would even well, recommend get- skipping the first one but only because i haven't played the first one and that's what oh. i did <laughs> <laughs> oh great <laughs> all right steve what about you well you know to my utter shame i still haven't finished uh half-life 2 or final fantasy 7 or a lot of these games that i've missed over the over the years what what are the other ones that are pretty bad uh i've never well, you been- still have like 
I've never still been to the Mario past. Brothers game. Would you still have Link to the Past, too. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so the, the ones that I'm probably going to focus on the next week or two would have to be uh, finishing Super Metroid, which I'm hopeful I've only got another couple of hours to go on that. Um, Link to the Past as well. I'm about halfway through, but, you know, all about it. it it's a fantastic game, and I'm dying to get it finished. Um, I, actually, what ho- held me up finishing that was... Uh, I bought a Wii U and Breath of the Wild, and uh, what can you do, you know? Breath yeah. of the Wild takes over your life. That's what happens when you play it. It's so good. Um, well, I've got, I've got free time now, now that I've uh, platinumed Persona 5, so I can get to work on these other ones. You're a sick yeah. man. You're a sick man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Disgusting. I know. It's a great I, series. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Fair play. I, I'm going to have to get back to Persona 4 at some point, but as I say, I don't know when that'll be. Yeah, for now, I'm I'm sticking with the Nintendo. It's going to be Super Metroid, Link to the Past, and then uh, Super Mario Bros. 3. I'm like, I think I'm in World 6 or something of that. Maybe the, the Sky World, but... Oh, okay. Can any of you remember it? Does that sound right? Uh, 4 was the Large World, 2 is the Desert, 3 is the uh, Water World, Which one's five. the Ice one? Is the Ice one 5 and then the Sky one 6? Does that make sense? I think that's right. It's been ages since the last time I played Mario three, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's probably, you're probably on five or six though. I think seven was like some volcano or fire or something, or maybe that was eight. Fuck. I don't know. Way too long ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get, we'll get you into some other games like Chrono Trigger and stuff coming up soon. Cause that's, that's a game I I need you to play. You have to play that game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I guess I can pick it up on, on Wii U, uh, virtual console. Is that the way to do it? Uh, yeah, I think that'd be the best way for you now. Yeah, you don't have a D- you don't have a DS, so. All right. Well, in the future, when the, in when we do f- uh, later episodes, I know one of the things we had discussed was having some sort of a like a backlog roulette where we we each pick like I don't know, six games in our backlog, one of which we're not terribly excited to play. Um, for <laughs> yeah. for for, oh, for Elliot in, in Elliot's no. case, that no. would be a Silent Hill no. game. No, because <laughs> he because he wets his pants at the mention at the mention of horror games. I just. Uh, <laughs> It's, I wanted to be Outlast because that one was genuinely disturbing. I don't think I even completed let's, it. Let's get some baby steps in there, though. <laughs> some, it, I, Silent Hill is not just scary, though. It's not just jump scares. It's twisted, fucked up shit. Like, yep, <laughs> yep. Stuff that, that that you think about the way it's, the way it should be. You look at the, the world a little different later, and you're like. Oh my God! What's the point? It's yeah. I just oh man, that's that stuff is like, you know, I, I you know this is coming from a guy who thought the dogs jumping through the windows in Resident Evil was bad, but <laughs> like I I can't. Uh, I mean, it, it even <laughs> it's a PS one game for God's sake. Like the graphics are terrible. Nothing looks real. There's no way it's scary, but it still is. Like the fog. <laughs> Uh, That's what they say about Elliot. He can't stomach a Jill sandwich. <laughs> God, that was terrible. Good God, just you're, you're welcome. Keep your keep your day job. Uh, so that so yeah. In 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 later episodes, we're gonna do something along those lines where we get those six games and we'll roll spit uh roll the dice and we'll have to play whichever one we it lands on. Good yeah, or there's bad. gotta be at least one absolutely terrible game in there. Uh, Maybe one that's way too long. Maybe or, uh, or, oh God. Yeah. Something, or you know, something that we bought in a steam bundle that we never have any intention of ever playing. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you want to uh, do that for our next the next things we play or? Yeah, because Steve, you're still playing Super Metroid and Link yeah. to the Past. Super, so Super Metroid, Link to the Past, Super Mario Brothers three. I, I, lads, you're not getting me off Nintendo yet. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that one for later. It'll be. We'll just start start thinking of your lists, though. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I still have to pick one. Uh, everything I like, I, I just have this whole list of JRPGs, and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna find what I need. Uh, <laughs> something that's the right length something that's the right kind of game yeah that's exactly uh, it. you gotta you gotta put together a few that are like you know six hours to ten hours something yeah. that's actually actually doable you know although yeah again we should probably to keep things entertaining yeah maybe we each get to put one terrible one on there for someone else you know i'm thinking <laughs> i might i might put the witness on for someone and you and you have to actually finish it or your head has to explode, whichever happens first. You know? I'm almost oh, done with it, so I, so I can Seriously? handle it. Seriously? Man, it's, it's a tough game. <laughs> I'm almost done with it. <laughs> Fair play to you. All right, I think I'm going to do Metroid Prime. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, is it the whole trilogy or just the just, first one? Just the first one. I haven't played it all the way through yet. Oh, do that. Yeah, go. Yeah, do, I feel yeah, like that'll on. be a good one. One of those, see if, how well it still holds up. Absolutely, um, and you can recommend whether I should take it on after Super Metroid is done as well. I'll, yeah. I'll recommend it. Play it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a few that I've missed out on, but I feel like I feel like I'm better about it these days. It's just those those olden that this it's that era of like. All I used to play was licensed games, and then for the next several years, I was catching up on old games that I missed, and now I'm catching up on, on the games I missed during those, those years, and here we are. Well, that's what this is for, podcast. so uh, yeah, <laughs> go, go find those lost gems you meant to play and get back to us. All right, we'll do that. In the meantime, uh, if you guys want to check us out anywhere else, such as our website, it will be at... Um, Oh, what's the name of this again? <laughs> rather be playing. Rather be playing. <laughs> I wanted to say I was trying to say back in my play, which is a totally different oh podcast. My God. Yeah, so I was going to pitch someone else's podcast. Um, rather be playing podcast dot com or on Twitter at rbpcast at rbpcast, um, and we will uh, we'll see who on there. Feel free to reach out. And uh, um, let us know what you think. What game should we be playing that we haven't played? We could use your help. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll take we'll definitely take some suggestions because uh, there's tons of stuff that I don't even know about that I probably should be playing. So, <sighs> all right, guys. Well, we will see you guys in two weeks. See you guys then. Bye, everybody. Bye, Josh's cat. I can hear her in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did show up at the end there. <laughs> 